Hello everybody, welcome to Fastscape Rewatch Season 2, Episode 4. I'm Count My Hats, and joining me is Red Nightmare, as usual. Hey, can you pass me the crackers? No, they're mine, you can't have any. Ah! It's okay, they don't matter, the crackers don't matter. No. Which is the name of the episode, it's Episode 4, like I said. Fans of Fastscape will be familiar with this episode, if you can't remember some of the earlier episodes, that's fine, you know, going back and rewatching. Certainly there's a lot I've forgotten about. But Crackers Don't Matter kind of stands out because it's uh, it's sort of a point of no return for people watching the show. Yeah. It's like, if you don't like Farscape by this point, you probably never will. I'm, go- I'm going to be curious how things are going from, all- from here <laughs> on out. Yeah, and it's sort of a, it's a bottle episode, really, because it mm-hmm. takes place entirely on Moya. But there's a new face. And some, uh, definitely some, some interesting things happen. Stuff happens. happens. Oh, yeah. The hook of the, ep- well, the beginning of the episode is, uh, well, Dargo has brought an alien on board named Traltix. And he says he can adjust Moya's electromagnetics so that they can't be traced. Yeah, basically, cloaking field, I think it turns out. Yeah, something being. along those lines. Because Scorpius has put wanted beacons all over the commerce planet that they've just visited, which we know is, you know, that's standard peacekeeper operating procedure. Crace did mm-hmm. the same thing in season one. Yep. And they just went to get food. But <laughs> what they got was, I like this, dried food rectangles. Yes. And crackers. Yeah, crackers. They just got thousand crackers. Like a hundred bo- boxes or something. Yeah. That was all they had time to get because of all the wanted beacons. But Erin brought one back on board so they could find out what where Scorpius is going. She's trying to reverse engineer some of the data from it. Yeah, basically, what she, I think what she's trying to do is figure out where it's going to send the signal to and then just go the other direction. Yeah, but Trailtix reckons he can... Well, has offered to work on Moya and make a big cloaking device effectively. Yeah. John is immediately distrustful. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, we're not doing this. Like, this guy just offers to do that. Like, no, don't trust him. Yeah, some miracle worker coming along and offering to give you a cloaking device for free? No. But uh, Traltix tests out the, his, a small version of his device on John's Farscape module. John's like, oh, of course they're going to try and test it out on my ship. <laughs> we want the prowler to get broken. Yeah, and he just says straight to Trailtex's face that he doesn't really trust him or think that it's a good idea. Speaking of Trailtex's face... Oh, yeah, let's describe him for people. Yeah, so this is some great prosthetic work. Trailtex is played by Danny Adcock, and he has very pointy chin, pointy Mm -hmm. ears, massive uh, forehead, and no eyes. It seems like some sort of skin is over the eyes. Yeah. It looks like he's wearing a pantyhose over his head up to his nose. Yeah, there's sort of like a clear plastic film over the top of his head. Yeah. And there's like what looks like a pump sticking out of his top head. That yeah, like regularly... a, a flat sort of billows kind of thing. Like yeah, a, billows. Almost like a very small accordion Yeah. <laughs> on top of his head. It's a very uh, effective bit of prosthetic work. And mm-hmm. to be able to actually walk around in it, there were a series of mirrors inside of Troutix's head. That he had no to look shit. out of. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but it's it's really cool, and it's definitely a unique look. And, and the Farscape very rarely skimps on the prosthetics, so mm. yeah, good job. But yeah, they, uh, he gets the device out, and John gets into his Farscape module, and turn it on. <laughs> he says, you must turn it on for 10 microns and nothing more. Otherwise and, it'll explode. Yeah, he's like, great, of course, yep, right. Yeah, there's the catch. And they turn it on. And it actually works. Like it, it starts to cloak Crichton's module from the rear going forwards, mm-hmm. like turns it invisible. And because it's only on for ten microns before it gets to Crichton, it just then turns off again. So he doesn't think it worked. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> see, nothing happened. Everybody's like, oh, it worked. It's what? amazing. What? What? So yeah, they're convinced by Troutix. Well, I say they're convinced by Troutix. There's two people who aren't. Pilot is one. And, and John goes goes to him and be like, uh, I agree with you, I don't trust him either. There's a great bit of dialogue where they're like, this could be worth it, Pilot. And, and Pilot repeatedly asks us, like, do you trust him? And John's like, hell no, I don't trust him. Do I look stupid? Wait, don't answer that. <laughs> yeah. He reckons going to Troutix's planet is worth the risk. Because this is another thing, though, is that, oh, we can't build it here. We have to go to my place to build it. Yeah, it's like, why didn't you come... To my place, where there are candy and other 
stuff. Yeah. It's real creepy. It's, it's like, uh, yeah, no, it's just clearly a trap. Yeah. Also, it's the classic con man thing of, like, we'll show you it working at a smaller scale, mm-hmm. or, which is much easier and, oh, that works, hey, you should come back and spend loads of money on this thing, and that will be completely useless. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they're heading off to go to Troutix's planet because they figure eh, it's worth the risk. But to get there, they have to fly through a series of pulsars. Okay, that's, that's fine. Sure. There's actually a really cool effect shot of Moya going into yeah. the pulsars, which are really close together, but anyway. But they've got the glowing well, sunlight and gases around them, and it looks really quite cool. And they're flying through there, and they're up in command looking out at it through the view screen or window. I'm mm-hmm. not quite sure if it's a window or view screen. It's probably a window. But what they do is they're going through it, and Troutix says, Oh, um, I should have mentioned, Uh-oh. by the way, that sometimes the light from these pulsars can occasionally affect lesser species with impaired judgment and wooziness, uh, but I haven't heard of it affecting uh, sentient life forms, so you're probably fine. Anybody feeling anything? Nope. nope. Everybody's fine. Well, Zad is enjoying herself. She's a plant. She likes the light a lot. She's, uh, she's having a full orgasm. <laughs> but almost immediately things start acting up. Things get weird. Yeah, because Crichton is uh, taking Traltix to his quarters, or to try and find him some quarters, actually. Yeah, because he's incredibly specific. Yeah, because uh, he actually, John holds out his hand in front of Traltix, and he says, uh, two fingers. It's like, well, I thought you were blind. It's like, I am, but... My other senses compensate, and there's actually... <laughs> I, have an, I have an internal radar sense. Yeah. Like, ah, so you're Daredevil. Yeah, exactly. He's space Daredevil. Um, <laughs> as they're walking along, there's a bit where they go past the canteen, and Traltix actually steps over a DRD, which is like just a small thing. Apparently that took an hour to film. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, this is from the DVD commentary, because... Like we said, he can only see out of a series of mirrors through that um, makeup, so he probably doesn't have much vision like around uh, his feet, so he can't really see where he's going that well. Nope. So they had to do it for an hour where he had to step over the DRD. Yeah, and there's like the entire DRD operating crew is sitting there, wringing hands like, please don't step on it, please don't step on it, please don't step on it. <laughs> it's funny because it's just so quick and over with in the episode, but it's like, yeah, no, that took an hour <sighs> to do that. <laughs> But actually, uh, John has noticed that Chiana is eating some crackers in the uh, mess hall. Not just some crackers. Well, quite a lot of crackers. stuffing her face. Yeah. She's just like, what? What's wrong? I'm eating crackers. Hey. Uh, (laughs) John's like, hey, better leave some for the rest of us. She's like, yeah, of course, don't worry. There's more than enough. Yeah, there's plenty of them. And so John's like, yeah, you you make sure. Yeah, I've got my eye on you. (laughs) You watch your ass. (laughs) <laughs> and so he uh, leaves with Troutix. Then Dargo comes in, and Chiana just says, we need to talk, and then we cut away. Crichton is still, is still trying to find Troutix a place to bunk, and goes past Rigel, and Rigel's like, what are you doing? You're not coming in here. John's like, well, no, we don't want to. His senses are heightened. You'll probably kill him without meaning to. Yeah, his nose is super sensitive. He might just, you know, he might just die smelling you. <laughs> You stink, Rigel, you stink. That's what I'm trying to say. You smell, sir. But then he says, hey, you better go uh, check uh, on Chiana because she's eating all the food. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh. Of course, Rigel's the only one who would care about that. <laughs> Meanwhile, back with Aaron still working on the beacon. The way that the beacons work is that it basically puts up a big sort of red-tinted hologram of whoever is asking for, you know, the capture of these people and... Previously, we saw Crace, but this is, of course, Scorpius. Yeah, and usually we don't see it here, but usually there'll be pictures or holographic images of the uh, subjects to be captured. Yeah, so uh, there's a big sort of red hologram of uh, Scorpius, and Aaron is fiddling with the beacon that it's coming from. And uh, Zan enters the scene. What are you doing, Aaron? It's like, I'm trying to make this thing work, see if there is anything on here, but it's apparently blew a fuse or something. Zan actually says, Ah, oh, no, you're looking for a personal message. You wouldn't tell us if there was a personal message from Scorpius offering a full pardon for turning us in, would you? And Aaron's... That's like... Could you please stop being so annoying? Like, oh, go away. I'm busy. I'm working on... No, that's stupid. I'm busy. What I find funny about that is that something like that 
not exactly that, but did happen. Yeah, but it was with Crace. It was with Crace. Yeah, I don't think Scorpius. No, probably Scorpius does die. I think Scorpius has figured out that Aaron is not bribable like that anymore. Yeah, but you know, it's not out of the realm of possibility. True. But it's a little bit much for Zan to just up and suggest that that's happening. Especially Zan. Yeah, and that's what's odd. And Zan is just acting a little bit aggressive and mean almost. And Crichton gets on the comms with Zan and says, like, okay, we found Traltic somewhere to see. You go babysit him. Yeah. Where are you? I'm about to have a fight with Eren. It's like, no, don't. Don't do that. Just come and look after Traltix. Again, like, almost immediately, the episode doesn't really waste time in things start no. going wrong. Or... I do like that it builds up to it slight, slowly. They're not, yeah. they're not doing what we get to later. No, not straight away, but it is almost immediately apparent that something is very wrong. And, well, if that wasn't already apparent, this next scene will make it even more so. Uh-huh. Because this is, oh, this is a little hard to watch. Because, well, Dargo has found Rigel in the metal who is stockpiling oh, crackers. This, this episode, yeah, this part. Yeah, he's, he's stockpiling crackers. He's just because John told him, you know, John is stealing them. And then they're arguing, saying, oh, you're taking your more than your fair share. You're, oh, you're being greedy and greed, taking everything. It's like, you want crackers? You want crackers, yeah, Rigel? I'll feed them to you. <laughs> Here's crackers, your eminence. And he just picks up Rigel, slams him down on the table, and force feeds him crackers. It's like just starts shoving them into his mouth. Yeah, like for, literally force feeding. And oh, it's actually, it's really, it's uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. A little bit of behind the scenes here. For this scene, there are three different Rigels that they used. Three yep. different puppets. They had uh, one that they could stuff the crackers into in the mm -hmm. close-up. Now, I'm assuming that what that means is it's just they don't have like a... The head is effectively empty. doesn't have all the usual animatronics in it. Yeah. So they can actually stuff crackers into it. And there's the stunt one, which goes up and down or falls off the table. I don't think it's more than just a felt puppet. Yeah. Or at least the outside might be rubber, but the inside is just fluff. And there's the normal animatronic puppet, which does all the acting, effectively. Yes. But yeah, it's just like we get a close-up of Rydell's face with the crackers being stuffed into it and, and Dargo just being very aggressive and it's, oh, ew. To some degree, Rydell's actually crying. Yeah, like, he's... His moist eyes, especially once it's over, Dargo takes a step back. He's still angry, but I feel that there's a slight moment of clarity in him here. Like, like, what the hell am I doing? And then he just storms off mad. Yeah. But, Funnily enough, this force-feeding scene was edited down because it was too violent. No, was, really. The scene as shot was actually even even worse than that. I felt it was already pretty aggressive. Yeah, and apparently required major contortions from puppeteers and almost broke the new Rigel puppet. Oops. <laughs> and I was like, well, I think we may have gone a little too far. Yeah, let's, uh, let's turn it down a little bit. Yeah. Meanwhile, Traltex is in his quarters, or wherever he's staying... It's not really eight quarters. It's it's the same place we saw uh, Chiana washing her clothes. Yeah. With the amnexus fluid or whatever it is. Yeah, in vigor mortis. Yes, that's the, that's the episode. But he's on the comms with Pilot, saying it's like is something wrong with Zan because Zan is there looking after him. But there's a window or something, but the light is coming in from outside. Yeah, and she's enjoying herself. She's sort of lying down and smiling and sort of moving a hand around in the light. And uh, Pilot explains, well, she's a plant, which has a, a, a nice line, which is, put her in the light, watch her smile. Yeah. <laughs> and um, but then, Pilot, I have, I have one last question. Do you like the rest of the crew? Yeah, and then we get a sort of slow close-up on Pilot's face, and he says, no, I don't think that they do. They get in the way, they're annoying. Uh -huh. Oh no. What happened to the line in DNA Mad Scientist about giving everything for your crew? Looks like Pilot's judgment may be affected as well. Yeah. I do love the acting on Pilot in this part, though. Yeah. He's being like, you can see his face is like, think for a moment. No. Still slightly <laughs> upset looking. It's like, you know, I don't think I do. It's very subtle, which is always good. Then we have Crichton walking down the corridor. 
and he already suspects something is up so he's gonna, he's asking pilot to run a scan or he's trying to because apparently he's been trying to contact pilot for half an hour and pilot hasn't yeah. been responding must be something wrong with your transponder could you please just run the scan just to make sure everything is okay pilot's like mm. i run the scan and he's like thank you so much <laughs> yeah it's also the way pilot says I run the scan. It's like, I do all the work here. Yeah. You do nothing. That's that's heavily implied. That oh, yeah. It's like, oh, of course. That. Muggins here has to do all the work. Yes, over on the scan is all I'm good yeah. for. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly the, yeah. the subtext in that line. But then Crichton hears Chiana and Eren are arguing now about the beacon. Uh-huh. Because Chiana thinks that there's a hidden message on the beacon and Eren's not going to show it to her. And... No. Uh, Heron is, they're both sort of very animatedly arguing with each other. Yeah, and so John's like, okay, just show her the message. Just to shut her up, yeah. Yeah, if there's nothing there, just show her the message, just be done with it. And then Sean's like, wait a second, why do you want me to watch the message? What's on there, yeah. What are you you trying to make me do, huh? What's going on here? Then Dargo comes in and is like, hey, what's, what's going on here? And then they're all just arguing with each other and Dargo punches Crichton in the face. And Aaron sticks up for him. Once Crichton gets up from being punched, and he's like, wait, what are we doing? <laughs> Why are we all fighting? Like, I know we're not the normalist bunch, but what the hell? Yeah. But then Gianna walks off and then uh, <laughs> Aaron sort of yells after us like, I was only trying to be polite. Yeah, that screechiever is beautiful. Yeah, it's it's something we never see from Aaron. It's like no. getting that angry. Unbridled rage. Yeah, pure rage. And I also like that as they're having these conversations, that the camera is swaying back and forth while also moving around. It's adding to the effect of something's not right here. Yeah, it's that sort of disorienting effect and like, whoa, yeah. something's up. It's not nausea-inducing. It's just, oh, we're we're doing something different. Yeah, it's not over the top. It's not no. overpowering the rest of the scene, but it's like that little nod to... Things are a little bit weird. So, yeah, Crichton seems to be the only one wondering why they're fighting and what's going on. So, so he goes to see Trailtix. You said the light would only have a minimal effect on us. It's like, what the hell's going on? And Trailtix is like, I've never heard of it affecting sentient beings in this way before. I don't know what to say. And I do like that Trailtix says, like, well, we can always turn around if that makes more sense. Uh, no, we're more than halfway through the field. Of pulsars, so we might as well keep going because then we'll be out the other side. We'll be fine. Yeah, and then the effect should dissipate, right? He's yes, like, oops. oh yeah, so it'll be fine. Meanwhile, Aaron is wandering around the halls with a uh, pulse rifle. I like the cut here uh, when Trothic says the effect should dissipate, and John's like, they better. Cut to Aaron walking around with a pulse rifle. I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> yeah, before we get into the rest of the scene, there's a very small uh, thing in the background. Whereas, as Aaron goes down the corridor, Mm-hmm. Two DRDs bump into each other in the background. <laughs> Just like a head-on collision. I did not notice that, and I watched this three times. It was very, it was very easy to miss. But I'm like, I'm wondering if that's like a sort of thing of it's affecting everything, including the DRDs. Oh, that might be nice. Maybe because they're, well, they're biomechanoid, right? Yeah, part maybe, bio. Maybe that works. But anyway, she's found Rigel, who's hiding in one of the maintenance ducts, as Mm -hmm. he is wont to do. (laughs) Yeah. Rigel seems scared. Like, of all the people going slightly crazy, Rigel's the person who just seems to be going incredibly frightened. Well, can you blame him? Because Dargo, like, force-fed him crackers Uh, a few scenes ago. He's he's terrified for his life. Then Eren finds him, puts a gun to his head, is like, listen, you, I need a plan, and I need you to watch my back. And the others, and the only reason I can trust you is because you're too cowardly to betray me. And he's and he's she's saying all this while like down on the ground, poking her head into the maintenance duct with a gun to Rigel's head. Yeah, Rigel's <laughs> like, oh, okay, okay, uh, yes, uh, I'll volunteer. Yeah, that's what she says. Yeah, she points the gun at his head and is like, now, do you want to volunteer? <laughs> It's like, that's not how that works, Aaron. <laughs> this is not volunteering. This is for voluntelling. You've been voluntold. Yes. <laughs> so there's, hello, alliances are forming. They're all fighting mm-hmm. against each other. Oh. Now we cut back to Chiana, who still thinks Aaron is hiding something. Yes. And 
maybe she and Crichton are contacting Scorpius to oh. turn them in. Oh, yeah. Completely forgetting that Crichton is the one Scorpius wants, but yeah. anyway. Well, she's talking with Dargo at this point, as I should have mentioned, but then Zan comes in, and Dargo's like, are you working with Crichton? You're working with Crichton. She's like, ugh, no, leave me alone. Ugh. I want to get to the light. And then he's like, hey, Zan, what? <laughs> like, whips with the tongue. Yeah, she thonk. goes unconscious. <laughs> it's like, um, okay, <laughs> sure. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Yeah, everybody is turning on everybody now. Yes. But uh, Crichton is with Pilot and saying, you know, have you done the scan yet? I love this I love this dialogue between Yeah, them. this exchange is fantastic. Crichton is getting more worked up, but he's asking, repeatedly asking Pilot of, like, have you done the scan yet? Have you run the scan? And meanwhile, Pilot's like, you know, humans are really deficient. You're not particularly physically, spiritually imposing. You've no particular special skills or abilities. You're not particularly smart, can barely see, can hardly smell. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how Is there they... anything you're good at? And John says, watch football. How did you do the scan? <laughs> and Pilot's eyes raise at that. And there's also the line of, like, how do humans make it through a cycle without killing each other? It's like, we find it difficult. Have you run the scan? Yeah. <laughs> Yes, accurate. We do find it difficult, apparently. I mean, it's not entirely wrong, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> but, yeah, it's a great dialogue. But, yeah, it, well, Pilot keeps brushing Crichton off. It's like, have you run the scan? It's like, no, I haven't run the scan. And just... Uh... John's like, fine, then I'll do it myself. And he starts crawling over the console, over to Pilot. And Pilot's like, no, get, get off. It's like, get off. A, don't, touch that, don't touch my stuff. Don't touch those buttons. You don't know what you're doing. And then... As they get into an argument, one of the buttons shocks Crichton. And he goes flying back from the den, like lands on the floor. And Pilot's like, that's uh, what happens if you don't listen. And you've got this angry look on Pilot's face. Yes. He looks pissed off. And Crichton's like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Pilot, can you see the light from down here? It's like, what? what? It's like, what does, the hell are you talking about? It's like, does the light from the pulsars make it all the way down into your den? I, I can see it on my uh, on my on Moya's sensors. What are you talking about? But yeah, it doesn't reach all the way down here. It doesn't actually physically reach all the way down to Pilot's Den, which is presumably somewhere in the depths or bowels of Moya. So Crichton's like, wait, if you're not seeing the light, then why are you being affected by it? Oh, it's not the light. Yep. Got knocked out again. Got had another moment of clarity. Crichton is. Figuring out what I think the audience has also figured out. It's Treltix. He's doing this. He's the new factor. I mean, we did actually see... That's why it's not getting any less. We did actually see... I, I think... I, oh, I brushed over it because it's very short. But there's a scene... Oh, yeah. A couple scenes ago where he's climbing the walls. Yeah. He, where he, the scene is over and then the camera pans up. And you see Treltex in... Without his cloak in what looks like weird armor. Yeah. Crawling around yeah. on the ceiling. Just like Spider-Man. And then... Looking at a, a DRD, and his eyes shoot freaking lasers. Yeah, <laughs> he has freaking laser beams coming out of his head. And blow and blow the uh, yeah. DRD off the ceilings. Like, yeah. what? So by this point, we know that Trialtix is hiding something and is not what he seems to be. So it's we're like... Superhero, that's what he is. Well, more like supervillain, because he's turning yeah. everybody against each other. Ah. Ah. <laughs> so Crichton goes to see Aaron, who's in command... Well, her and Rigel, anyway. Yeah, and they're like, Look, we just want the food. Yeah. This is one of the points where John really starts losing it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, okay, well, you want to talk about food? Where's my freaking ice cream? I like Rigel being like, I've heard every food on the sun, but I've never heard of this ice is green. <laughs> what does he say? Um, ben and Jerry's. Oh, yeah. Lollipops, Magnums, no. I don't know. Baskin Robbins, Ben and Jerry's, good humor. Creamsicle, fudgesicle, and then runs away. <laughs> Loopy John. Like, like I said last week, Ben Browder's crazy acting is pretty good. Yeah, and I, like I knew this was coming up, and when you said that last time, I was like, oh, next week gonna be good. Yep, because <laughs> he's he's now just broken. It's just like he's selling this incredibly well. You've got the manic laughter, the sort of movement, and the insanity, and it's really. <laughs> It's really starting to... Making tons of references. Yeah, that nobody gets. But that, I mean, John does that anyway. Yeah, but it's going into overdrive. This is true. Well, Aaron and Rigel are saying, we're only taking our fair share. And Crichton's like, I don't care about crackers. While this has been going on, Trautix has been taking all the DRDs... Yes. ...into his uh, area. 
And he's like, I need them. I need your DRDs, pilot. I need them to make more light. The pilot's like, I don't trust you. He's like, I can help you. I can get rid of these people, but only if you help me. Yeah, and yeah, maybe you do not trust me, but you definitely do can't trust them. I felt like Pilot was slightly fighting. A little bit. Beltex's resistance here. It's like, I don't trust you. But... Well, that's a good argument. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, alright, alright. Oh, did you spot a minor detail about the DRDs at this point? What's that? All the DRDs in this room, their eyes aren't blue anymore, they're orange. Oh, interesting. They're apparently being... Affected by trial text. Yeah. Minor detail. They don't, right. they don't have the blue lights, they have the orange lights all of a sudden. Neat. So Chiana and Dago are now trying to leave Moya. They're on top of Crichton's module and they're like, you know, we could just get in here and get out and get away from everybody. Take, cause, take our crackers and they can never get it. Yeah, they can never get the crackers. They can't get them. <laughs> Zan was clearly working for John. Zan is actually slumped to the, to the side. Yeah, she's still out cold on the floor. Yeah. Like, she was working for him. <laughs> working for him. And then, of course, Crichton arrives and is like, well, you're not going anywhere without this, and just holds up a piece of equipment. It's like, yeah, I took this out of the module, and I disabled the hangar doors, so you're not going anywhere. No, because Dargo was convinced Sam was working with John, and then Chan's like, he didn't seem to care about Sam, did he? <laughs> Dargo's just like, um, uh-huh, um. <laughs> like, uh, no. And even Chiana stops trusting Dargo at this point. Yeah. So now back at command, we've got Aaron and Rigel. And, oh god, this scene. Oh yeah, now they're barricaded uh, uh, uh. in properly. But she's pissed at Rigel because he's not watching her back. Yeah, like, what's she expecting him to do? Yeah. <laughs> I'm right here, I'm, I'm keeping an eye out. <laughs> and then Crichton comes along. It's like, no, he doesn't just come along. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> the door is slightly ajar, because apparently that's the only way of, lo of locking it mechanically. And so then you hear, here's Johnny! And he sticks his head through the opening, and like, We've got like yeah, a no, close I have up, not yeah. seen that movie, but I know what that's a reference from. <laughs> yeah, he's got like, there's a big close-up on his grinning face, it's it's very clear. It's not just him doing that, it's a shot reference yes, as well. Yes, it's inc incredibly heavily referenced. <laughs> it's like, hey, 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 what's going on here? <laughs> Crichton's like, hey, we need to put the guns away so that we don't kill each other. And Aaron's like, let me think. No! Oh. Shoots at him. <laughs> well, doesn't actually shoot at him, just right beside him. John's like, oh, shh! Hides. Yep. Pilot, pilot! Shut the energy down over there. She's, she's gone insane. I am aware of the problem, John. Just cut her down. Lights, electronics, everything. And then pilot responds with the sentence. I'm sorry, John. I can't do that. <laughs> like, Open we're the... just stacking him right now, apparently. Open the pod bay doors, pilot. <laughs> Open the pod bay doors. I'm sorry, John. I can't do that. And then Aaron sticks her head through the door again. And it's like, the only way you're going to get this gun is if you pry it from my dead hands. And she puts the ac the barrel of the gun against, the, against her head. <laughs> She's... Like, Jesus! It's like, yeah, the only way you get it is if I'm dead. And... John's like, look at what you're doing, like cracking up. Like, look at yourself. And, and then, then Aaron looks. She turns. Like, she starts laughing as well. She's like, you're so right. You're, you're so, so right. right. She 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 looks over to Rice. She's like, I had the power too low. <laughs> she said, John. Like, damn it. And then he says, you missed. <laughs> and runs away. So, after that scene. Uh, what happens is Crichton has found Chiana who's fiddling with the beacon, which is now it's out in the corridors, not in the maintenance bay. Oh, right. He's like, hey, what's going on? What are you doing? You meddling with, fiddling with the thing? She knees him in the balls. <laughs> yep, she just <laughs> knees him in the balls and runs off. <laughs> it's like, yeah. okay, <laughs> sure. And John's like, oh, oh half-muttering to himself, half-muttering to the, the holograms, like, why don't they understand how crazy everybody's going and and then the hologram responds like you're right john they don't understand how every how crazy everybody's they going they don't know do they john and then scorpius stops being a hologram becomes real and steps down and starts talking to john yes <laughs> and i'm like excuse me what it's like okay Sorry, well how a what now so john has really lost it at this yes, point. So he's, he, he's hallucinating. He's <laughs> hallucinating Scorpius being there. And because he's hallucinating Scorpius, Scorpius just starts going off about, you know, remember how you got revenge on that kid at school when you were younger? You waited 
for a whole four days and you put sugar in his whatever and yeah i couldn't understand that either i don't know like, <laughs> who's putting sugar in the what now <laughs> something but yeah he's got a scorpius talking to him telling him to like take revenge yes they don't know how crazy they are no you know you want to you love revenge john oh yeah there's the great line it's like revenge is a dish best served cold and you like revenge don't you john and john says is like shut up i hate when villains quote shakespeare and like the delivery on that is just like very over the top but it really works yeah. oh, this is actually i love the the John and Scorpius scenes in this yes, episode. They're they, so good. They're incredibly fun. Meanwhile, Troutix is demanding more light from Pilot. Like, we need yeah. more light. And again, Pilot's like, I there's already four, three channels going in there. I don't think I should do any more. Again, Moya basically screaming in his ear, Stop the hell what you're doing! What are you doing? Why is everybody acting like such idiots? What's happening? I go to sleep for five minutes, and this is what happens? But yeah, Troutix is able to convince Pilots, like, more, I need more light, and he just puts, okay, putting the extra channels in now. And I am magnificent! <laughs> now we've got Crichton has run across Dargo, who's got his quarter blade now, and Crichton's got the pistol pointed at him. He's like, put it down, be a good boy. Dargo drops the squalter blade, which was in gun mode. And then Scorpius. Scorpius is there, like, on the sidelines. He's got his arms over his head, holding onto, like, a railing. It's like, kill him. Then we can go to the beach. I know, a place with naked Sebastian girls and margarita shooters. And then Crichton just gets out another gun, points it at him, and says, shut up. You're not real. <laughs> <laughs> and Dargo's like, what? Because then we see, yeah, from Dargo's perspective, he's just John pointing a gun at empty space. Yeah, and shouting at it. It's like, what is it? That John says then to Dargo, it's like, oh, I know, you think I'm going crazy. Well, have some pain. He shoots him in the freaking leg. He shoots him in the foot, and it's just, uh, I yeah. I did that. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. That's no, a line I didn't thought John was going to cross. Oh, no. He's, he's crossed that line now. He shot him in the foot, and, 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 and Scorpius like, comes back in. It's like, do it. Finish it. Kill him. Finish him. Then we can go to that nice little Italian joint. And John like points both his guns at him. It's like I don't like Italian. Both both guns at Scorpius. Yeah, Italian, not Italian. Italian. Yeah, Italian. <laughs> Americans. And uh, then we turn back around, and Dargo's actually managed to get away, but leaving a trail of blood behind him. Yeah. Uh, so then Crichton. Oh God. Okay. Then Crichton finds Chiana. Oh god, this is a line I never brought. Holy shit, that was creepy. Yeah, so he grabs Chiana from behind and is forcing himself onto her. And He's oh. getting too close and getting creepy. It's not that bad yet, but it's implied that he plans on doing that later. Well, because he says it's like, I think this is the scene where he calls her... Uh, Skank? No, no, that's what he calls Aaron. He calls her a slut, in fact. Right, oh, right. He actually calls her a slut. And he's and like, says, is that why your family left you? Because you'd spread those pretty legs for anybody? And he's like, like, whoa! Whoa! Okay! Whoa! Like, down, John! Yeah, and then Scorpius is, don't kill her. Hmm, tie her up. Then kill everybody else. Come back later and we can have some fun. Like, oh, God. Whoa. <laughs> That's like, no, no. And he just knocks her out. And like, holy crap. Yeah, everyone is going completely off the deep end here. Looking creepy, dude. Yeah. Whew. That's so, not the John we know. No, it, re it really it's isn't. The exact opposite. Yeah, absolutely. And, oh, God, it's it was really creepy and weird, yeah. like you said. So... Then we go to Rigel and Aaron, and Rigel says, like, Crichton's coming. And, and Aaron immediately is like, oh, oh, you're going to sell me out to Crichton, huh? Huh? <laughs> and Rigel's like, oh, I've had enough of this, and just, ah, charges. No, no, no. No, Aaron actually, oh, before right. that, she gives a great speech against Rigel. I don't trust you because you're lazy, stupid, and you ne you're always double-crossing because that's what you do. <laughs> then walks away, and then... As you said, Rigel yeah. charges out, like, ah, and she just knocks him off his chair. It's just like, wham. What, what are you, were you expecting, Rigel? <laughs> yeah. Aaron freaking son. And so Crichton enters the scene behind them, and it's like, they've got the guns out, and um, they're exchanging insults. It's like, 
Ah, uh, listen, what else do I expect from a frigid, flat-butted peacekeeper skank? <laughs> it's like, and the the reaction shot from Erin in this scene is like, she says, frigid, nothing. Flat-butted, she actually looks down at her <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, mm, what? <laughs> just, and she says, I'm sick of always doing what you want to do, because all you do is talk. And it's like, well, yeah, we've established John's the bard. That's, yeah. that's what they do. <laughs> that's, that's their role. Nobody's making their will saves today. That's yeah. Oh, no. They all failed a massive Ooh, yes. check at the beginning of this episode, and the DM is having some fun with them. <laughs> it's like all ones. It's like, oh, it's going to be one of those nights. Nice. And it's like, okay, everybody's alignment is now chaotic neutral. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> oh, I need to write this down for my own group, actually. <laughs> now they're pointing the guns at each other, and then Scorpius turns up in a Hawaiian shirt. I was like, excuse me, what? <laughs> and he has two bottles. He's like, go ahead, kill her. And we can have pizza and margarita shooters. And it's apparently, I guess, a bottle of margarita and a bottle of well, Two soda. bottles of margarita, probably, yeah. <laughs> and then... John... <laughs> what the hell? It's just, just for the image, it's Scorpius. is in, in his entire gear, all the leather and everything. Yeah. Just with a Hawaiian shirt over that. It's amazing. And then John, like, points his guns at him and is like, Nobody has pizza with margarita shooters. Scorpius just sort of drops his arms a bit and he's like, You're out of your mind, John. And he's like, I know. And then shoots Scorpius in the head, which just explodes into lots of tiny laughing Scorpius heads. Which explode float. into more tiny scorpion heads. Like, oh. And it just floats down and it's like, Yeah. <laughs> and then he turns the attention back to Aaron. Well, Aaron is like, are you cracking up, little man? Then they just exchange gunfire. Yeah, they start shooting. <laughs> they... But it's it's clearly John Woo style. Oh, yeah, because they're, they, they're jumping through the air, just shooting at each other. Yeah, there's they John both two guns. I like that they've got, like, obviously they're respecting, like, uh, I guess, the what is screen direction, because you have, John is, like, framed from uh, the left and Aaron from the right, and they both jump like in the corresponding directions shooting yeah. at each other and then they end up behind uh column and they're both out of ammo <laughs> like <laughs> and she says to john it's like have you got any spare cartridges <laughs> <laughs> like what and then they just charge each other and, and then, we cut away just as they reach each other i love that and this entire scene there's a very very minor detail that i completely love because it oh, tells yeah. a lot about john and aaron Aaron is is using trigger discipline. John is not. Oh, right. <laughs> Aaron actually does not have her finger on the trigger when she's not firing. John has did that the whole time, which oh. makes total sense because Aaron is a, is a seasoned soldier. Yeah. John has no combat experience, so he's just <laughs> skipping over that. It's so minor, but it, it was I loved that little detail. I didn't detail. even notice that, yeah. But I, I love the cut at the end of it. It's like charge into each other and then cut to black. And then the next scene we see is Crichton dragging Aaron into a room with everybody else. How did he freaking win that? I, I, Aaron has the combat training here. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I was a little bit, hey, wait a minute. But they're both crazy at this point. So I guess anything yeah, goes. No, that, that's... Also, we find out that he's basically collected the entire crew in the, in the, in the mess hall. So. Yeah. And they're all chained up or tied up to the table. Uh-huh. And he's like... Right. I need everybody to understand crackers don't matter. The crackers and he shoots are... just shoots a stack of crackers that explode covering <laughs> dargoing cracker pieces like <clears throat> We need to stop fighting about the crackers because since Traltix came on board we've all been acting nuts. Yeah, and <laughs> I love how he introduces Traltix to this conversation and is like This is great. Because he's like, Okay, class, what is the most important dangerous thing on the ship right now? For a new car, no, no, it's Straltix. He just—he moves. He, he's barely written it on the inside of the door, and he closes the door, and there's like Straltix. What I want to know is how he knew how to spell Straltix. Like exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Even as an apostrophe on the R, I'm like, there's no language I know that does that. <laughs> how do you know how you spell his name? Well, whatever. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, we thought it was the light making us crazy, but we're through the pulsars now. It's not that. It's Traltix. And Zan uh, is awake at this point, actually. Mm -hmm. And funnily enough, Zan's not chained up, but... No, she, she's actually kind of mellow. Well, she's actually a bit uh, pissed off. She's like, Ugh, yes. She's, 
She's grumpy. She's grumpy, yeah. She says, when she was near Troutic, she was much more affected than when she was in the light. And he's like, right, Troutic is a problem, and I hate to say this, but I need your help. And Aaron is just, first of all, Aaron's like, mm, no. Also, Dargo's like, not gonna happen. Nope. <laughs> but what's actually happening is now that Moya is starting to glow. Yeah, because like, whatever the hell Treltix is doing, it's causing Moya to become a light source, basically. Yeah. We see a shot from the outside, actually, because uh, we see earlier, that again, that I think there's another scene with him going like, more light, I need more light. Yeah. You feel it, Moya is starting to glow, and we see a shot from the outside where she's actually starting to glow. Yeah, and it's, they just need to deal with Troutix because they, he's taken them for a ride and turned them against each other. Troutix wants them out of the way so he can just use Moya for his whatever he's doing. Dargo's like, I want to pay him a visit. Yeah, Aaron says they should kill him. And Crichton unties them. And... Well, not until convincing them a bit more and shooting at crackers. Oh yeah, there's just several times like where the debate, you know, trying to convince them that... Troutix is evil and they're all being turned by him. He just shoots piles of crackers which explode over everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fantastic. And then he walks up to Aaron and is like, can I trust you? She says, no. Well, if yes, you're honest. And then, <laughs> Untying her. Yeah. And then when he does untie her, she said, never pull a gun on me again. Unless you plan on shooting me. Yeah. <laughs> so, actually what they figure out here is that the reason John has the wherewithal to actually realize that they're being turned crazy mm -hmm. is because he is deficient. Or at least yes. that's what Chiana says. That's deficient. Chiana kind of like, haven't you guys figured it out? The reason he, he's being the least affected and looking from the rest, yes, he's probably the least affected, is because he's deficient. And he's like, Wait, I'm what? not deficient. What are you talking about? Well, you can, you can barely see. And she says, what do the symbols on the sink say? And we get a, we get a shot from John's perspective on the sink. We're like, I can't see anything. Can you yeah. see anything? And then everyone else is just like, in sequences, like, do not flush waste products down the drain. And I love that Rachel's like, do not flush Dargo looks acidic and waste products. And then Aaron puts one hand over one eye yeah. down the drain. I'm like, wait, what? That requires you to close one eye? Okay. And everybody then looks back at him and was like, that's a beautiful sight gag. Yeah, and I love that he's like, hey, my eyes are great. They're better than 2020, and they're blue. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so it is the light, but it's from Troutic's fiddling with the bioluminescence of Moya. Mm -hmm. So it goes through the optic nerve, which is why John is less affected, because he has crappy eyes. Yes. <laughs> and they're like, no, my eyes, they're blue. And as they're walking off, he's like, humans are superior. <laughs> Wow, getting racist here. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm Species. not. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm not. You said humans are superior. Ah. But because he's the least affected, he's going to go and kill Troutix. And so now it's time to suit up. Oh, God. <gasps> My <laughs> God, this was completely ridiculous and brilliant. I love it because we, we're in the maintenance bay. John has taken his jacket off. He's just got his shirt and uh, trousers on. And he's being smeared with, like, green... or green-white paste on yeah. his face by Zan. And he says, like, oh, what the hell is this? It smells like puke. And she's like, mm, yes, I pre-digested it to increase its potency. He's like, it's puke! It is puke! <laughs> it's like heat-reflective paste or something. And <laughs> so they do that. That's the first thing. Uh-huh. Then... The goggles from the goggles. Phil Blood Runs Clear come back. Yep, they put on on his head. And then uh, Aaron gives him <laughs> shield, basically. It's like, this is a piece of uh, my prowler, which should withstand a big laser blast. And um, Dargo gives him a quarter blade. And then there's a heat reflective cloak that gets put on. Yeah, and they put a puke-covered hat on him. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah, John says, I look ridiculous, don't I? And then... Rigel gives him, like, his Troutix's disappearing device, the small thing that we saw him use at the beginning of the episode, uh -huh. so it doesn't matter how ridiculous you look. Yeah. And then <laughs> they're all grouped together, sort of looking at him, and we cut to... John, John striking a pose, like, putting the sword up. We hear a music like... Da, 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 da. Well, no, what he's actually humming is Ride of the Valkyries. He goes, bum ba da ba bum ba da ba, -da -ba and puts his, <laughs> like, strikes a pose. <laughs> Fun fact, that was actually added by Ben Browder when doing ADR 
for the episode. <laughs> so, uh, and if you don't know, ADR stands for Automated Dialogue Replacement. Uh-huh. And what that is is once an episode of a TV show or maybe a movie has been filmed, sometimes actors will go back uh, afterwards and re-record some of the dialogue if it's unclear or if it needs to be fixed or or if it just needs uh, better quality. Be and right. they'll do that in the recording studio, mm-hmm. matching it to what they said at the time. And that's when Ben Browder added uh, Crichton humming Ride of the (laughs) Valkyries for this. He looks ridiculous. And I like that Aaron Aaron then sighs, we're all going to die. (laughs) It's not even that defeated. It's like, we are going to die. It's like matter of fact. (laughs) (laughs) And so they hook up the, the disappearing device to Crichton's module. And they're like, okay, Rigel. I don't know why they got Rigel to do this. They could spare him. I guess, but no. <laughs> but they're like, okay, turn it on for 10 microns and nothing more. And so he turns it on. John goes invisible, goes into where Troutix is working, which is now like bathed in light. There's so much light there. There's yeah. cables coming it, off the central column. And and John's basically hooked up to a cable, so the, uh, Aaron and uh, Dargo are just... Sort of feeding it. Yeah. Yeah. And so he turns... But he's gone invisible and just starts hacking away at the wires mm-hmm. and starts breaking them to cut off the light. And Troutix is like, What? What's going on? There's somebody there. And just starts shooting laser bolts out of his eyes at him, out of his yeah, head. Yeah, and- and I like that we then cut to Rigel ascending like eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, are you crazy? But then I do like that Trailtix actually saves John's ass because Trailtix spots the wire and she shoots it with his laser and then the cloak turns off. It's like <laughs> and then shoots at John a few more times and she deflects with the shield from mm-hmm. <laughs> and just starts hacking at more things and then just <laughs> Crichton is able to overpower Troutix, knocks him down, and it's like, oh, it would be magnificent, and just stabs him with the yeah, quarter blade. With the, the quarter blade in gun mode, <laughs> stabs him, twists the knife, shoots. <laughs> He's like, yep, there we go. And I, I do like that. That uh, Kraltix is like, strike me down. There are thousands of me. We'll find a lot of Viaton, creating a light source. They will spread like a plague. And I'm like, after all this time, I. If it took you this long to figure yeah. that out, I think we're fine for a while. Yeah, we'll be okay. So he just stabs, kills, Troutix is dead. Everything yeah. is fine. It's over. <laughs> oh. Then we just, basically it skips ahead to everybody recovering. Mm-hmm. And Pilot is apologizing to Dargo and Rigel, saying, you know, I'm sorry for my behavior. And they're both like, that's fine, Pilot. We understand, you know, we're all... Yeah the influence he brought the worst out of all of us and then dargo says that he's dargo is ashamed of what he did to rigel mm-hmm. and rigel is sort of saying i thought you were going to kill me dargo says well can you forgive me for that no and he's like, not yet not yet yeah yeah so oh that's not uh it's not great uh-huh. and uh chiana says to Crichton, it's like hey i was impressed with some of the things you said you know you uh didn't think you had it in you johnny <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Mm, okay. That's uh, apparently thing. I I, I don't know. I, maybe just she didn't think he had it in him to be that manipulative, or uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, okay. You know, it's fine. I'm, I'm not okay. going to judge. Yeah. 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 And Zan says, "Did I do anything bad?" Because for some reason, Zan doesn't remember anything. I don't she, know why. She was having a great time. Yeah, and actually, Chiana says, "Like you were the best out of everybody, mostly because you didn't really." do anything. You seem to be having a lot of fun. Yep. And then Crichton and Aaron apologize. Actually, about that, Aaron seems upset, not just by what she said to John, but also because of the fact that she was apparently able to move a table that took them four other people to move back, including Aaron herself. And they're like, like, yeah, how did you do that? And she's like, I, I just did it. And I'm like, uh, oh, that's weird. Okay. That it's very short and it doesn't get focused on. It's like I don't know. Hmm, that is weird. Anyway, let's apologize to each other. And they're like, uh, those things that I said. It's like, no, I know, I know. Okay, I get it. You didn't mean, yeah. But clearly, it must have struck a nerve with them, realizing that they had that in them, even if they were, you know, being turned crazy. Mm-hmm. 
those things are all kind of there. Yeah, yeah, they're always there. I, I bet I have a number of swears I would release upon you. Have <laughs> yes, happened. But... <laughs> Hard <laughs> feelings. Yeah, and Crichton's like, you know, how do we start to take it back? He asks Anne, and she says she she doesn't know. And that's the end of the episode. That's crackers don't matter. Yeah, okay. yeah, that was huh. that that was an episode. Yeah, that was an episode. Yeah, it was. It was it, the episode where everybody went crazy, and like, I kind of know that it's not going to be an isolated incident. Not really. Yeah. And I'm 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 really curious what I'm gonna think if this keeps up. Well, I definitely it doesn't stay at this level all the time. Okay, good. No, but crazier things do start happening. Fair enough, but it's mostly like they don't start turning into bad people, which is part of what happened in this episode. Is that yeah, they, okay, that's fair. And the other just, thing, yeah. the other thing is that that caused not a lot of there wasn't a lot of room for character moments. No, and I did think that it's like okay, there wasn't much character moments or development in this maybe a tiny bit at the end when uh, Aaron and Crichton realized that that stuff that they said they didn't, you know obviously didn't mean it but it's it's there it's underneath all the other feelings you know it's, it's behind the filter yeah but that's that's basically it but yeah it's, I mean I don't don't get me wrong I'm fine with the episode oh like, yeah <laughs> I'm completely okay with an episode that doesn't deal with character and it just goes on a completely crazy trip well yeah if if the episode is like good otherwise then you know it doesn't matter so much oh. this is like definitely a bottle episode in that yes. it's entirely on moya and also from a production point of view this was it was actually written really quickly because uh the well there's an episode i think i believe it is the next episode mm-hmm. or no two episodes of time uh episode called picture if you will which we'll get to in a few weeks but um there were production delays on that episode, and they needed a ship-bound story. And ah. so this episode got written for that. Okay. And that turned out to be a rather classic episode. Yeah, it really did. And this is often cited by a lot of uh, fans of Farscape of, if, you don't, if you're unsure on the show and you don't like it by Crackers Don't Matter, then you probably never will. Okay. So if I like every, a, lot, a lot of the first season and I'm having my doubts with Crackers Don't Matter, eh, what does that tell me? I don't know. <laughs> this is also kind of the point at which, well, this episode, certainly the wheels come off the... the tr- yes. <laughs> yeah. The wheels come off the wagon. Yeah. And they tend to stay off. Okay. Past this point. I, I'm going to be curious about what that's going to mean. All right. Well, I can say right now, like, it, the crazy things do start happening. But oh, yeah, I know. It, it I, is, I know some of the crazy stuff that's going to happen. It is definitely, it's not at the expense of drama. It's okay, still good. got everything else in there to make it really good. Because that's it, the only thing I, yeah, I care it's, about. It's not just crazy stuff for the sake of it. It no. um, In this episode, it kind of is it because it's a bottle episode. It's and fine. it's But, uh it does serve a purpose later on like these types of episodes do end up serving a purpose which is okay cool yeah that's good so uh just to get to the score i think i'll give it a three yeah well like we said we've upped we've made it harder to get uh fours and fives yes to the top end um so i feel like giving this a three out of five is yeah pretty fair a lot of fun with it it's uh just that I think that the, obviously in a bottle episode like this, your main selling point is going to be the acting of everyone involved. Yes, and that was great. It was really great. Like we got Ben Browder just oh, he got to chew scenery left yeah, and right. Yeah, Ben Browder and Claudia Black actually getting to do the sort of more manic, more energetic mm. uh, kind of acting than she normally does as Erin, which is much more reserved and like mm-hmm. you know straightforward. Just yeah, to, she got to cut loose as well. Mm. And it really shows like uh, another side to these char- or to these actors that they have this range to do all of this mm. stuff. So like, cer- certainly, when it comes to Ben Browder and Claudia Black, everyone else is. I, I don't know. Dargo is just mostly himself, but just like a bit more aggressive. Chiano, Chiano wasn't that different, really. And she's bit, she's more paranoid. Yeah, and Rigel is just more terrified. Know, yeah, um, and hi, and Zan hi. is more happy. Yeah, well, actually, no. Zan was, she was either really, like, blissful, happy, or grumpy. As long as she was in the light, she was happy. As long as she was out of it, she got grumpy. Yeah. <laughs> so Basi- basically, she's the two sides of weed. 
Well, you're I, on it I, when I, you're off it. I get. I. I, I assume. So. Sure. Let's go with that. Says so the guy who's never had any weed. Nah, don't worry about I, it. Let, but I'm Dutch, so I'm an expert on it. Yes, that's how. That's exactly how that works. That's exactly how that's that exactly works. That's exactly how that works. But when it comes to acting, we also had well, pilot being able to display that range of emotion as well was really mm -hmm. that worked. And but really, some of the most standout stuff, apart from Aaron and Crichton, you've got Scorpius. Scorpius. Uh, Let's, Let's go, go for margarita shooters. Let's go to. We can go to the beach. I know. I just like shut up, Scorpius. <laughs> I love it when uh, Scorpius has been great so far. But like, this is the hallucinatory Scorpius, which is a, a lot more fun than uh, yes, than <laughs> regular Scorpius. <laughs> uh, I hope we see him again, just, mm -hmm. just for the hell of it. Yeah, whatever form he's in, more Scorpius is always good. Yes. I mean, if he's in a Hawaiian shirt. Even better. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take Scorpius in Hawaiian shirt for 300, Bob. Uh, there was also a quick the line from John when he's talking to everybody. It's like, I've been seeing Scorpius like he's guest starring in Hawaii 5 up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is like he's wearing the shirt. And yeah. He's act what I like is that he's saying that straight to the camera. Well, not, I don't think... Yes. Is it that straight to the camera? Straight, that shot was straight to the camera. All right. Okay. Oh, but yeah, like that and... And John suiting up in the ridiculous gear. Like, once that stuff starts happening, it actually—it's weird because you there's a bit of a swing from fun, uh, fun parts of the episode, which is like uh, Scorpius in a Hawaiian shirt, John dressing mm -hmm. up with bile puke hat and cloak and stuff, and uh, John and Aaron like having the shooting match and John going nuts. Like that's all like the kind of. I don't want to say wacky because that's just kind of a mm -hmm. bit weird, but like that's the enjoyable stuff, and it's like, oh wow, this is fun. And then like Crichton basically nearly rapes Chiana, and it's like, oh okay, like, mm -hmm. just straight what? sexually assaults her. Yes, that's like that, the, yeah. Mm. There's no doubt about that one. Yeah, you want to hear some behind the scenes on that? Always. Okay, so that scene was shot. After the main unit had completed filming. Uh-huh. So the director, Ian Watson, said that we shot that second unit about a week after they'd shot the whole episode, or the rest of the episode. Uh -huh. He's looking at a rough cut of the episode, and he thought, this hasn't gone dark enough for me. What? And he's like, this story, they were meant to turn on each other, really turn on each other. And he's like, there's a level of niceness, even in dark apps, a line you don't cross. But Crichton doesn't always have to be likable. He can go to places where he's abhorrent to him, particularly. It was designed as an ad hoc response. It was like, okay, looking at the episode, I don't think this has gone dark enough. How do we push it? And they were very much like pushing the boundaries of what they could do and, uh -huh. and what Farscape could be capable of. And like that was that scene was deliberately shot to that end. He went dark. Oh yeah, that's that like, was that's, that, that yeah. was like what yeah and yeah Rockney S. O'Bannon actually said like for this episode that they were trying to find the ultimate tone of the show how far it could go without going absolutely too far mm -hmm. um, and he felt that that scene could have been over the top but it was what did he say really a question of muscle flexing to see how far we could push the show it was it was meant to push the boundaries of okay. Farscape fair enough yeah it's I mean, so it creeped me the hell out but at least it is given a reason for being wildly out of character for mm -hmm. John, in that everyone is acting kind of weird and out of character, yes. and Scorpius is talking to him. Yeah, is like influ Well, his vision of Scorpius is <laughs> influencing him. Ooh. Yeah, and also the force feeding scene uh, with uh, yeah. Rigel and Dargo. So that you've dark. got yeah, because like clear. I guess that's why they're like okay. Looking back at this uh, episode, have we gone dark enough? No, more darkness. <laughs> Darkness, dead parents, night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think we should wrap it up. Yeah, I think we should. Like, It's a very energetic episode. There's a lot of... Mm -hmm. There's a lot of really great stuff in it. It doesn't do much with character development, like we said, but that's fine. And really, this is when we start to see how far Farscape will go. Yes. Like, it turns out pretty damn far. Yeah, it's jamming that envelope in there. And yeah, this is where we start to see that and the wheels start to come off and everybody gets a little bit crazy. A <laughs> little bit. Just a little just bit. Just a little bit crazy. Just a little yeah, Incredibly uh, crazy. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was Crackers Don't Matter. That was uh, that was that episode. Whew. Okay, maybe we can get into something less heavy next, ep next week. 
Okay, what's what's next week's episode about? Well, well next week is episode called The Way We Weren't. Uh, I just said let's hope we get into something that's not as heavy. Yes. Um, I got bad news for you. Just read it. <laughs> okay, The Way We Weren't. The data cam tape is uncovered showing Aaron is part of a Peacekeeper firing squad that executed Moya's first pilot. Okay, see you next week. Yeah, that'll be fun. <laughs> Jolly good show. Jolly good. Oh, my God. Join us for more wacky antics on Farscape. It's wacky. That's why I don't like it when people call it wacky. It's like, no, this is heavy. This is serious shit. Serious business. <laughs> we'll be back next week with the way we weren't. So that's going to be an interesting one. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's it from us this week. As usual, I've been Carmel Hats, and joining me has been Red Nightmare. And Ooh. if you want to find us in the meantime, you can find us on Twitter. I am at Carmel Hats on Twitter. Red is at Vidalkan Entry. If you want to find previous episodes or more information about other projects, just go to carmelhats.co.uk. And it's all supported by the Carmel Hats Patreon. That is patreon.com forward slash Carmel Hats, which allows me to do this and everything else. So, uh, yeah. There we go. Thanks everybody for listening and we'll see you next time. Goodbye! Bye. Alright. So, I got an idea for the next week. You just do the whole show while eating crackers. That's a stupid idea, Hats. It's a stupid idea. You just want the crackers for yourself, don't you? Give me it! Give me it! No, I'm not! 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 I'm